This is Josh Reeves, and I'm welcoming you to Weekly Wisdom, a podcast about exploring wisdom in philosophy, science, comedy, pop culture, and everyday life. This is part two in a series on the parables of Jesus. In the last podcast, I shared that I believe Jesus was a holy person. Now, a lot of people think Jesus is a holy person because it is said he was born a virgin, rose from the dead, walked on water, and was the only son of God. I don't mean to come off as disrespectful, but to me, these would all make Jesus a supernatural person, but not holy. Show me a mom or dad who sacrifices for their kids, and I'll show you holy. Show me the patience to sit fully present and take in the beauty of nature, and I'll show you holy. Show me an authentic, vulnerable, and intimate conversation based on trust and mutual respect, and I'll show you holy. These stories about Jesus do have metaphysical meaning and depth to me, so I don't dismiss them. However, they take away for me what truly made Jesus holy, what he taught. The stories about Jesus do not make him holy in my eyes, but what he taught does. No spiritual teacher ever brought a more profound and yet challenging message to his followers, and even for us today. Part of how Jesus revolutionized spirituality in my eyes is that he taught an unconditionally loving God. This has been lost in the Bible being seen as a book that is in sync with itself, as opposed to a library filled with many books by many authors. God in the Hebrew scriptures is a strong and powerful God, but not necessarily an unconditionally loving God. He destroys things, gets angry, and so on. And Jesus' God, he isn't like that. This God is forgiving, all-present and indiscriminate in how he loves. Jesus uses his parables not as a commercial to join the church, but as a way to teach the nature of God. Another one of my favorite parables is the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a penny for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a penny. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a penny. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a penny? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Now what do you think of that story? If someone told it to you as a general story, would you not get angry? I would. It's unfair. People should be paid according to the quality and time put into their work, not just because they showed up. But Jesus' message is different, and this is often what he does in his parables. He turns the practical wisdom of the day on its head. He bursts the common sense. The hero is the Samaritan who does a good deed, who was generally despised by Jews during that time. 
The villain, in a sense, is the good son and the prodigal son, and the hero is the one who spends his inheritance and sleeps with the pigs. Jesus challenges his listeners, and no more than in this story. His story isn't about how to live in the world, but about how things work in the spiritual. The vineyard is God's love, and the message is simple and profound. It doesn't matter when you show up. All of God's love belongs to you. It doesn't matter if you are first or last. You get all of it. Now, to be in this love is heaven, and to be out of it is hell. So you might say that those who show up first get it longer. But the truth is, when you truly get the grace and love of the Spirit, all memory of a hellish existence is wiped away. You are made whole. Jesus also speaks against righteousness in this parable by saying the last shall come first. This is another challenging yet beautiful teaching. God's love is not just for the goody-two-shoes, but for the mistaken, the screw-up, and the stinker. And in fact, we should work harder to get them to turn to the Spirit, and if we don't, we might miss it ourselves. Can you imagine a world where this teaching was grasped? Where instead of labeling those who do wrong with judgment, we confronted them again with strength, but also with the belief that they could change and turn to love? Challenging, yes, but impossible? No.